Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing a solo episode. And uh, I want to an- try to answer the question, have we gone too far? And uh, you may be wondering what the heck that means, and, and I'm going to dive into that today. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a rant. It's going uh, I've actually put down some, some thoughts into this, and I kind of scripted it in a sense of uh, outline and, and really try to gather my thoughts on this uh, wide-ranging topic of have we gone too far but there will be some uh, wandering around and coming back to a, a full circle, hopefully, and, and put this all together. Uh, and, and my goal with this was, is not to offend you. Um, I actually had a, a title before that probably would have been offensive <laughs> for, for some, and I just decided not to, not to go that route. But I'm going to touch on a handful of things that I'm concerned about with our profession and, uh, you know, we all know that our profession uh, tends to be almost like the politics in, in the United States where it's pretty divided, and we know where the, the division is in our profession. And just like in politics or other aspects, uh, sometimes it goes too far one way or the other, you know, on both sides. And, and I think we may have uh, started to reach that um, part of the evidence, let's call it the evidence-based crowd. And, and, and my concern is, is maybe we, maybe we're going or have gone too far. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to dive into in this particular episode. Uh, I'm going to lay out my case for it. You may agree or, or disagree, but I think it's food for thought. I think it's something we need to address in, in many ways. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to do that in today's uh, episode. So bef- before we do that, um, I just wanted to, you know, reiterate where I'm coming from on this because uh, I'm sure you listen to a lot of po- podcasts or read a lot of stuff within our profession, but uh, I, I do feel like my experience, um, you know, 16 years as a practicing chiropractor, uh, the combination of that, you know, working with a, a lot of different types of patient populations, and then, you know, in my, my background with the, the podcast and interviewing a lot of people, I do think I, I speak to whether it's interviewing, uh, going to conferences, coaching, consulting, I get, I get a wide range of chiropractors within this evidence-based uh, spectrum. Uh, I don't really talk to a lot of chiropractors that would be more in the vitalistic crowd, um, but I think that combination of experience, uh, my knowledge of, of, of marketing and, and being able in business and being able to interview a lot of great chiropractors puts me in a position to be able to have this conversation maybe, and at least start the dialogue a little bit to see where this all ends up. So that's going to be our, our goal for today's episode. Before our episode, I want to announce a new sponsor for the podcast, and that is the grip approach. Have you thought about adding more rehab services to your office, yet stalled, not knowing where to begin? Most of us know our patients would benefit from skilled rehab in addition to adjustments. 
but the process can seem daunting to implement and to know exactly what to do to get good results. As chiropractors, we're skilled at palpating the spine to know where to adjust, and the grip approach allows us to do the same thing with rehab. By essentially palpating a patient's movement control with a series of simple tests, Grip shows you which rehab exercise to utilize, the best tissue therapies to use, and how often to do it for exceptional results with your patients every time. The best part is Grip is organized online in a way that you can access seamlessly during patient care. By simply typing in a body region plus the movement of issue, you will get tons of great information on how to help your patients via quick one-minute clips and detailed notes. Right now, their, their introductory course is 100% free on gripapproach.com. That is G-R-I-P approach.com. So there's no reason not to check it out today. All right, let's uh, dive into this uh, wide-ranging topic. And, you know, I want to start out by, you know, the, the elephant in the room, obviously, is we know there's a lot of bad chiropractors out there. And I, I think um, you got some that are unethical, and then you have some that that really believe in in what they they do, even though obviously we don't, or the evidence doesn't necessarily support that. And there's been a history of a lot of things our our profession or past chiropractors have done that are just not ideal, right? And I think that's something that I've tried to change from the realm of marketing and business and and understanding that I've always got this underlying foundation of clinical. Again, you know, I am a clinician at heart and I I always try to put uh, clinical outcomes and and patient care at the, at the foremost of this whole, um, you know, marketing and business for chiropractors, right? Like we, that's the table stakes for it. And then from there we can layer on, very good marketing and business to to try to be as um, you know successful as as we can be for for many different reasons, which we'll we'll touch on. But I think a lot of us in this evidence based crowd has become so jaded from a lot of the past stuff that that chiropractors have done, and it's uh, unfortunately I think skewed them too far, and and they've taken things too far, and that's. Uh, why I've, I'm posing this question of, of have we gone uh, too far? And there's many uh, different topics within that. And the, the first thing I want to to kind of dive into is this whole thing on uh, not giving your patients treatment plans or, or even care plans, right? We, we all know what the, the bad is, right? We, we've always make fun of that. And it's the you know, three times a week for the rest of your life type of thing, or it's these huge, expensive, crazy care plans. It's the the bait and switch, you know, get them in for $27 for the initial and then hard sell them on a $5,000 care plan that they don't need. Uh, it's scare tactics to, to get into long treatment plans. It's having, you know, the whole family come to a report of findings to sell the whole family on a huge care plan. Like I, I get all that, right? But then the complete opposite or antithesis of that has been too many of you chiropractors or, or us chiropractors out there, and I fall, I've, I've fallen into this category before, is we've been completely scared off on giving any treatment plans. And, and, and it's like, oh, you know, just come in, we'll see how you do, or they come in a couple times, or you have this badge of honor of getting them better in one or two visits type of deal. And uh, that's just not what 
the evidence is showing as far as patient outcomes and it's a it's a challenge you're selling yourself short and you're selling the patient short in a lot of ways and so uh, i talked to too many chiropractors that are not giving treatment plans reasonable treatment plans right i don't know is it two three times a week three four weeks six weeks is it is it 10 visits 12 visits eight um it's not six months Uh, i can agree with you on that but your your patients need guidance right they they need you to provide them with a plan and a lot of these people that come in yeah you may get rid of the pain in a few visits or so but are are you actually making the changes you know on one hand you're talking about all the underlying causes of this issue and the kinematic sequence and all these things we we throw out there and mobility issues or stability issues and 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 that's the problem and then you're gonna also tell me you're fixing that in in a few visits i I just find that very hard uh, to believe and so there could be different phases of your care plan and you know pain getting rid of that being the early part of it but have you actually changed anything that's causing that pain if you're only seeing that person three, four, five, six, seven times, uh, maybe, maybe in some cases, but to not ever have patients on a, on a little bit more extensive care plan, I think is, is irresponsible in a lot of ways. Um, and the, the evidence is actually supporting that. And uh, I actually have a, a really good resource for you right out of the gates. This is something that was shared with me by Jay Greenstein and, uh, it's an evidence based report of findings, kind of treatment, frequency and duration recommendations. It, it breaks down everything from acute patients to chronic patients. And it's, and it's all well-written. It's one page, easy to digest. And it's the clinical support, the evidence support of actual frequency and duration of your treatment plans and patients. And you'll be surprised with uh, the under treating you're you're doing as you read through this, and you can actually get that. Uh, I, I'm providing you with an easy link. It's uh, bitly bit.ly slash jrof, and you can get that. It's a really good document that supports treatment plans, and I, and I think too many of you have gone too far uh, in the sense of not looking the patient in the eye giving in them recommendation based on their chronicity or acute or intensity or what their goals are. You know, you'll get that person that runs, wants to run a marathon and you think you're going to get them better in a couple of visits and they're going to be able to compete at a high level. Uh, I just think that's a little bit challenging and it's an unrealistic expectation you're setting for that patient as well. And so check that out. The, the other resource uh, that I always recommend uh, and I don't have this resource for you because it's part of the virtual summit that we did last year. And that was Ethical Care Plans by Mark King uh, of the Motion Palpation Institute. And um, that it's, it's, they, they actually have it on their website. It, it is for sale, but it's a, a great video of the care plans that Dr. King rec- recommends. And, you know, it's typically two or three times a week for you know, three, four or five weeks or whatever. It's, it's, you know, at least about 10 visits or so. And as patients that have come in with issues, they get on treatment plans and it's, 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 uh, it's expected, right? Not everybody falls through. We know that, but the fact of not giving a treatment plan or thinking that four or five or six, anything more than four or five or six visits is, is extensive or, and too much 
and only about the money is just ridiculous. And too many of you are failing to give your patients guidance and a treatment plan to do that. So that's my first uh, <laughs> have we gone too far topic. And I think it rolls right into something that I find interesting as well is the lack of, um, or I shouldn't say lack of, but expecting patients to do all the self-care, right? So you'll have a lot of chiropractors like, well, if I give them all the tools to handle their own health care after a few visits, they don't need to be dependent on me and dependent on manual therapy and all this. And, and it's just, uh, frankly, it's not true, right? Yeah, we would love for every patient to take care of their own health, right? Um, how often does that happen? How, how many of your patients, the ones that actually come in for their treatments, how many of them actually do the at-home stuff as well? I know there's some, but you think all of them do? No. Uh, let me ask the other question. Why do people get personal trainers? And many of you chiropractors listening to this offer some form of exercise in your clinic and expect them to come to your gym or your exercise program frequently because you know they're not going to do it at home, right? People get personal trainers and go to group exercise classes and do all that because they're not going to do it on their own. And it's the same thing with their health. You think they're going to do all the correctives you gave them and all the mobility drills and all the things you, you taught them to do. How many of them are actually going to do that consistently? And so you're okay with that person hiring a personal trainer to hold them accountable and to see them through with their exercise goals. But then on one, on the other hand, you're, you're not wanting them to be quote unquote reliant on manual therapy or the adjustment. Uh, but maybe they want you to hold them accountable and they, they like coming in for care. Maybe, you know, like that whole, you know, maintenance care or performance care. Right. And so I think too many chiropractors have this, um, adverse thoughts of, I don't want them to be dependent on my manual care. Well, it's not about that, right? You know, you're, you're, you're giving them the advice and having them do stuff at home, but there's nothing wrong with them wanting to come in once a month or every couple of weeks, or if they're just an insane athlete coming in weekly. Right. And it goes to the fact that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to treat probably over 600 professional athletes, like, you know, like no, no, no joke, you know, like from 08, to, to now I've gone to 12 NFL combines in a row. I traveled on the PGA tour for a year with pro golfers. I, I've worked with a ton. My practice for a few years was in a sports training facility that was just, um, inundated with pro athletes. And so I've treated a lot of them and you can't believe how many of them get consistent body care, however you want to call it, right? Whatever things they're doing, they're getting, you know, very consistent body care. And yeah, they're professional athletes and their body makes them money. But what's the difference between that and the sedentary person that needs to feel better and get better or the active person, the gym person, the triathlete, the golfer, whatever, if it's good enough for the pro athlete to be keeping up with it consistently, even when they're feeling good, what, what makes it wrong for a patient to do that? So, you know, having patients on a some kind of performance care or whether you want to call it maintenance care, whatever it is, whatever that frequency that you decide based on their goals is, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And again, I think uh, too many chiropractors have gone too far away from that because yes, many chiropractors have taken advantage of that and it's not 
uh, not patient-centered. It is doctor-centered in that regard. So um, that's the other part of, of what I wanted to chat about was, you know, not not having good communication on what it looks like at the end of the care plan, right? And let's roll right into the report of findings. How many of you don't do a report of findings? I bet a lot of you do or don't. Um, and I know that for a fact. And again, it goes back to the concern of the whole dog and pony show report of findings. That's like signing some, someone up for a timeshare. And, and that doesn't have to be the case as far as a report of findings. And I've written a lot about story branding, report of findings, um, you know, really having good communication on that. But, you know, in my practice, I, I spend three to five minutes at the end of the first visit going over everything from the diagnosis, the underlying cause, uh, the goals they have, the treatments we're going to do for future visits, the, tr- the duration, the frequency we discuss, you know, getting them out of pain, then working on the different things that are going to fix a dysfunction, then making them injury resistant and what that means. Um, if you haven't heard me talk about that, we, we talk about injury resistance with our patients and that, you know, in my practice, we do equal parts, soft tissue manipulation and rehab. It's, you know, we, we hit all three of those and we give a lot of at-home exercises. And I explain to them injury resistance in the sense of, um, decreasing the likelihood of return of the injury, decreasing the severity if it does and increasing the recovery if they do get injured. And, and to me, that's a, a good little synopsis that a patient can understand uh, of what injury resistance is. And, and we lay out our treatment plan and our goals and expectations. And they leave our office knowing what they have, what probably caused it, uh, a lot more about their body and a treatment plan. And our goal is for them to adhere to that treatment plan because as you increase the patient adherence, you increase the patient outcome, okay? And so if you're not doing a report of findings, get over it, look them in the eye, start having good conversations with them, lay out expectations. Uh, I did a whole podcast on the communication triangle as well, and you got to make sure that the doctor is communicating well with the patient, the doctor is communicating well with the front desk on what their treatment plan should be, and the front desk is communicating well with the patient on holding them accountable for their treatment plan. So uh, I really want you to start having a report of findings because it's going to really uh, improve all aspects of your of your practice, okay? Um, the next one that I want to I chat about, and it kind of rolls into a little bit of, you know, the whole thing about patients taking care of their own health, which is a great thing. Uh, but there seems to be this like sect of, of the, the profession that uh, thinks the manipulation is, is garbage, thinks manual therapy is garbage, and, and it's all, uh, you know, self-care and psychosocial stuff, and it's all about that, and you don't want them to be dependent on the manual like we talked about. Um, we've even had uh, the, not that long ago had someone on TikTok who, who graduated chiropractic school, like yesterday, um, bashing a lot of manipulation stuff, uh, with really no, no evidence to, to support that and, and, uh, extremely minimal clinical <laughs> experience, which was, was sad to see because what's happening is, you know, we've, we've obviously 
had our issues with the other side of the profession and how the manipulation is uh, abused in a lot of ways of what it does. But now it seems like we're turning onto ourselves even. There's like this sect that thinks the manipulation does nothing or causes dependence and all these different things. And again, going back to uh, there's plenty of evidence that shows the musculoskeletal benefits of the manipulation. I don't need to dive into in this show, but uh, we've just got this weird um, purely only exercise um, part of our profession, which if you want to only do exercise, you're a chiropractor and that's all you want to do. Uh, I'm, I'm for it. No problem. Uh, I know some great chiropractors that, that only do that. Um, but to, to say that the adjustment or the manipulation doesn't serve a purpose or that soft tissue or manual therapy doesn't, um, you're just, you're just not right. <laughs> and, and I'm worried about that crowd, uh, for sure. And they've got their own issues with, uh, finding, um, a piece in the, in the marketplace for what they do. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say a couple things ab- about that. Cause I know some really good ones that do it and they do it the right way. But I unfortunately know too many chiropractors that have gone so far to only doing exercises, um, that they're really struggling to find their footing as a viable business. And, uh, that's part of what we have to, to make sure we're doing. So if you're going to go that route, uh, I support you fully in that. And exercise is a huge part of what we do. And I think it's amazing and rehab exercise, whatever you want to call it. But you got to be able to run a, a business on that. And sometimes you see these gurus out there that do it, but you don't realize they, they charge like $300 a session and they work with pro athletes or they travel on the PGA Tour or they've got some other income source that's allowing them to uh, maintain great finances because they've gotten guru status. But trying to actually apply those principles to a business that thrives, which you deserve, um, can be a struggle. So if you go that route, you really, really have to figure out the math of that, which is going to take me into the the next little segue here, which is uh, I'm talking to too many chiropractors that are spending too much time with patients for not enough charge or zero margin this. And um, a lot of it is our exercise based practitioners, right? Like in my practice, again, we have equal parts rehab, uh, soft tissue adjustment. You know, some patients are here 30 to 45 minutes for every visit and they get get the results they want. I feel like we're hitting all aspects of it. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. 
Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base. Right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and ChiroUp really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans and see what they're all about. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. But with that said, is we have a well-developed team here, right? Um, so I'm not spending 45 or 30 minutes with a patient. I'm doing what my unique ability is and what my license, maxing out my license and say, okay, I'm going to do the manipulation and I'm certified in active release. So I'm going to do active release passes on an area and stuff. And then someone else in my office is going to handle the, the rehab. And, and then we're cash, we're not insurance, and our cash rate's pretty high. So the math works, and I've talked about this in the past. But too many of you are doing everything, and you're spending 30 minutes. I'm just going to say 30 minutes. Some of you are spending longer with a patient. Um, but I, I, have patient, I have colleagues I talk to that are spending 30 minutes doing everything under the sun with the patient and charging $55, and so, or even $65. So if you see two people in an hour like 110 115 dollars right for an hour that's massage therapy money i just got a i just got a 90 minute massage last week and it cost me 140 dollars plus tip i think i got other 160 dollars um so you're basically making massage therapy revenue and you're a eight-year educated doctor that has expenses uh or you're doing that and you're really and you can't hire a front desk person you can't hire any other staff you're a lone wolf you fall into this cycle of never having enough margin and if you don't know what margin is and, and margin is just basically what the heck's left after you pay all your bills right and some industries are high margin right if you're a plastic surgeon that does you know surgeries all day long that's high margin if you're an orthodontist that's a high margin profession there, there's uh you know lawyers are high margin and then massage therapy is low margin. And a lot of chiropractors are falling into the low margin and they have no money to do anything, right? The, the, chiro the tours, the, the, the vitalists out there that spend five minutes and get 50 bucks or 45 bucks and see 10 people an hour, that math works, right? Not, it's not going to what I'm going to do. It's not how my practice is run, but they, the math works there. And that's why they're doing great financially. And on our side, we've got this poverty mindset and we, were, we think we're in this time for dollars game 
when in reality we're in a results for dollars game and that's how this works right and so your math has to uh, justify what you're doing right you have to run a business you have to thrive like i want you to make really good money there's nothing wrong with making money we have this weird psychology in our part of the profession that thinks if a chiropractor is making really great money they must be doing something wrong right so that's the other thing i want to dispel um I make great money and I'm not afraid to discuss it. I, I, I couldn't be happier with what I make. Um, I've worked really hard for a long time. I make great money in my practice. I make great money doing my consulting and, and I'm, I'm living a very enjoyable life. Uh, and, and, and freedom of money has allowed me to pursue things or even work part time uh, in practice. And I'm able to, to start to kind of carve out the life that I want for my family and I and, and money helps do that. There's just no secret around it. And, and there's no reason why you should not have that uh, ability either. And to go for this much school and be as good as you are clinically and, and not be thriving financially is, is, is criminal. And there's a lot of reasons for it. But the fact of the matter is, is I know a lot of very successful, uh, financially successful and clinically successful chiropractors that are uh, some of the top people we know in our evidence-informed, um, you know, part of the profession that are doing great. So I know it can be done, and there's no reason why it can't. But you have to get the math right. And so if you're going to be spending 30 minutes with a patient, you better be making $125 for that visit or something like that. I think chiropractors need to be generating two to $300 a, an hour in revenue uh, to pay for everything. And so is that four patients? at, you know, $80 or something a visit, um, four patients per hour. Is that two patients at 125? Is that six patients at 70? I, I don't know, right? But you got to get into that range so that you have enough margin that you can hire the appropriate staff, improve the patient experience, and avoid burnout. You know, too many of you chiropractors that do everything forever, you get burned out really quickly. Whereas uh, the chiropractors I know that that are doing it the right way and making a, a viable business out of it with some margin, have a really well-developed team around them, focus on their unique ability, and they could do it for 40 years. And then they have a sellable business and it all works out. So I really want you to um, get out of this mindset of the time for dollars thing, or if you're going to spend the time, make sure the dollars are there, you know, stop beating around the bush about it. There, this is a business and, and you need to make, um, you have to have revenue, uh, substantial revenue. Things are expensive. It's not going to get cheaper. Uh, that's for sure. And then it also goes to a lot of you think that high volume means crap care, or it's only for the vitalists. Again, I know very, very good patient-centered chiropractors that would be in the high volume category. They just have figured out how to develop a really good team that provides great service. And so they can see 50 people in a day or 250 people in a week. And, and they've built a great practice around that. So stop thinking that high volume, uh, yes, there's a point of no return. But again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier is we've gone so far away from the other side of the profession that people think 100 people in a week is too much. 
It's not. It shouldn't be, right? You got to figure out a way to get there. 100, 125, 200, whatever whatever the insurance reimbursement allows. You know, if if you're in Florida and you're in network with everything and you only get $40 a visit like it is here, you better see people. Um, You're not going to make a living seeing 50 people with $40 a, a visit, 50 people in a week. So make sure that you figure out this business component of it. Um, it it's just not going to it's not going to end well if you go into this vicious cycle of um, not making enough revenue to hire and not hiring and getting burned out and then maxing. I got chiropractors that max out their schedule and still don't pay themselves enough to really live, let alone hire a front desk. Imagine that, right? Fully booked, maxed out, too busy can't pay for a front desk and pay yourself well enough. That is low margin and not the way to grow a practice and not the way to um, start to thrive. And the more evidence-informed chiropractors we have thriving, the better uh, kind of foothold we'd have in this profession, the more we can get done. Uh, A lot of things that we would all love for our profession to achieve and get to, it takes money. It takes money from chiropractors making money, being able to donate, help out, um, give back to, to the, the profession and, and, and fight some of the crap we deal with. But too, mo- too many of us evidence-based chiropractors are struggling financially and it's just not there, okay? And so I don't have the answer of what the perfect chiropractor is, but I, I wanted to highlight some of those topics um, that I see too many chiropractors struggling with and they're, you know, they're not giving care plans. They're not doing a report of findings. They're charging $50 and spending 30 minutes with them. They're, uh, you know, they don't believe in manipulation at all. And again, in my practice, I bet you 50, 40, 50% of my patients don't get adjusted by me from like a spinal manipulation standpoint because I have a very sports injury-based practice and I get a lot of hamstring strains and plantar fasciitis. Now I would, I would do foot ankle manipulation with that. Um, but I'm not just racking and cracking patients. And so, uh, it's not, it's not uh, about that, but, um, you, you really have to, um, start to lay out where, where are you struggling with some of these, right? And, And maybe it's one thing, maybe it's all of them, but I truly believe we are heading into a a difficult situation in the evidence-based crowd. Uh, And I kind of like that evidence-informed word. Uh, I remember being at Forward KC, which actually I think the anniversary of that was three-year anniversary was uh, last week. And Greg Rose of Titleist Performance Institute, who's a chiropractor, um, uh, talked about evidence-informed. And uh, sometimes we, if you get, if you get too far into everything having to have exact, you know, double blind, perfect research around something, you're actually behind the curve on what's actually the case. And, and um, that's what he uses in evidence informed instead of evidence based. It's semantics in certain ways. But I do think too many of us have gone too far to the point where we're scared to actually do anything in our practice that's going to get better patient outcomes and actually provide you with a thriving practice that's going to give you a good lifestyle as well. And these are all topics that, uh, that I discussed that still makes you very patient-centered 
and not doing it just for the money. None of this is about doing it just for the money, but running a business is a reality. And uh, the more you uh, accept that and accept that you can be patient centered and, you know, have a lucrative practice, the better you're going to be for it, the better the profession is going to be for it and the better your patients are going to be for it as well. Cause it's just all ties in together. And, um, I'm willing to debate that with, with anybody. So, um, I hope I didn't offend anybody. If I did, you may have to work on your ability to handle, uh, hard conversations because, uh, just like in our, seems like in our society now, uh, nobody wants to have hard conversations. And when you shut down dialogue, you really shut down progress. And uh, I think we have a lot of progress to make in this evidence-based, evidence-informed uh, spectrum of our profession. And, and I'm hoping to make a little bit of a dent in there with some other great um, people in our profession. So um, take this for what you will. If, if you have any uh, concerns or, or issues with what I said, you can email me. Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com. I'd be happy to uh, chat about that with you um, or even chat about it further on some podcasts. So again, that's Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com. Hope I didn't offend you. I hope uh, some of this was was helpful. Uh, I'm just tired of seeing too many in our profession uh, struggle. Uh, you put too much into this and uh, there there is a way of doing this uh, the right way. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.